we have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today. This podcast is sponsored by My Bump to Baby Family Protection and Legal Directory. To find your nearest advisor or family law solicitor, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com forward slash family protection legal. Do you love the idea of being your own boss? What about saving money on childcare because you can actually work flexibly around your family? My Bump to Baby is rapidly expanding and we are looking for people to run their own pregnancy to preschool hubs in their local area. Full training is provided, ongoing mentor support, fantastic regular team incentives, a bonus scheme, uncapped commission, review products for free and review days out too. If you are interested in being the My Bump to Baby Manager for your local area, email us business at mybumptobaby.com. Limited space available. Hello and welcome to 50 Shades of Motherhood, uncensored, unhinged and unapologetic, guilt-free, real, raw mum chats with me, your host, Carla Lett, oversharer and founder of My Bump to Baby, the UK's leading pregnancy to preschool directory. This week, I am talking to mum of two, Amy Downs, and we're going to be talking all about her story of losing her job during pregnancy. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. This week we have the lovely Amy Downs from Content Planning Wizard and she is going to be sharing her story about being made redundant while she was pregnant. So hello Amy, how are you? Hi, lovely. Thank you so much for having me on again. I've been looking forward to uh, to, uh, catching up with you again. (laughs) I know, I have. And it's really strange because me and Amy speak quite a lot and we've not spoken for for a good while, have we, Amy? We've just not had a chance. No, it's the pressures of getting back into the new normal again, isn't it? With school, Mm. both our boys have just started school. So there's all of that routine to try and fit in and 
actually like now they're at school it's oh yeah we can get on with our work so you feel like you've got to earn your earn your pay now don't you (laughs) oh I know and this school life do you know I'm not getting used to it at all it reminds me of what it was like when I was at school and the only the other morning George's homework was due and I thought I'd done it all and I thought I'll just have one last check anyway I noticed a page that I hadn't even done so there I was like quickly just like (laughs) right now George do this do that it was like mommy we should have done this properly I was like I know I know but it's just everything I mean it's just so stressful and the other day poor kid got sent in in his school uniform it was PE day and I was like oh I only realized when I picked him up and I was like oh my god so I'm slowly getting there I mean it's been a month so hopefully (laughs) by Christmas I'll I'll get in a good routine with it how are you finding it uh, yeah, it's Harry um, is enjoying it, which is the most important thing because uh, there's always a lot of nerves when your child first starts school, isn't there? About whether mm-hmm. they'll whether they'll be intimidated or whether they'll just not want to be there. But he loves it. Like he literally, I drop him off in the morning, and, and his teacher's like, "Say goodbye to mummy," and he's already gone. He's in the classroom having fun. He's he's fine. Um, but we've had a real mess of like you're right. We've been back a month, but actually this week I think is the first full week that Harry has had in because we've had to isolate twice so it's just been ridiculous because we had um he had a cough um he was absolutely fine um but we are obviously we had to isolate and get the test and his brother his younger brother James is um one and he had a temperature he had to come home from nursery because he had the temperature I swear to god he had the temperature for like an hour and he got <laughs> home and he was playing in the garden like grinning at me like what's all the fuss about mummy so I was fuming but because he'd had to come home from nursery we had to get the test um, oh. so we had two weeks separately off isolating because of uh, waiting for test results and then last week I had to take Harry to the hospital for a dermatology appointment so that wasn't a full week either so it's been a bit of a sort of slow integration into school life for us because we haven't really got into the routine but we are now I just find the morning drop-offs are an absolute pain Mm. aren't they school run mums now (laughs) I know that's it and the thing is Amy like with all that that you're talking about there if you were employed and you to be in a workplace I mean that you know that would be an issue I'm sure um even though they don't say it a lot of mums would find that that's a bit of an awkward conversation one child is like ill one week then another and it's just I mean obviously it happens but um but when you're employed it's a bit difficult isn't it definitely well I live in Leeds um we're just outside Leeds in in a town called Pudsey and if I were to be working in the town centre I can't drop Harry off until nine so I wouldn't be able to get into Leeds until 10. And then I'd have to leave at, at least two o'clock to be able to make sure I'm at home in time. So I'd only have four hours in the office. So you'd only be getting like half days in because of school drop off. So um, I know we'll talk about it a bit later on, but thank God for flexible working and like the joy of being able to work from home is that I've got a 10 minute walk to school and then I can be back on my laptop by 10 past nine and everything's fine. But absolutely, I can't imagine how hard it is for people who are having to go into the office and you've got the shorter school days at the moment because Mm -hmm. of COVID restrictions. It's crazy. It really is. I know it really is. And you just feel guilty, I imagine. But we'll get all onto this um, as the episode progresses. But Amy, so tell us where you were um, when you were pregnant. Um, what what happened to you? So I am um, taking us right back to the very beginning of the story. Um, five years ago, actually, um, my partner and I got together and we were we were set up it was my best mate um I, where I used to work said to me oh my boyfriend at the time works with this guy called Luke I think you'd really like him and they spent ages trying to set us up um and I was just like no no I'm enjoying being single I'm fine I'm fine and then they invited him out on a night out that we were on and um we got the train back together and we chatted and we had a really nice time so we did end up dating um which was really nice but anyway uh we I never know how to phrase this because I worry what people are going to think but unexpectedly fell pregnant um within like a month of knowing each other and of seeing each other and it was all like very scary very like lots of pressure so by 
by Christmas of 2015, I had just found out that I was pregnant and um, Luke was amazing about it. And we both knew that we really wanted kids. It was, even though we hadn't been seeing each other very long, we, um, we had discussed that actually we both really wanted kids. So it wasn't like that scary decision of whether to go ahead or not, because we knew that actually this is something we both want. So yeah, we are going to have, have the baby. And um, for me, I was finally, after like a decade of trying to get a stable job, I was finally in a job that I enjoyed to an extent. I think there were, I'm not going to lie, there were parts of it that I wasn't, that weren't going how I wanted it to. I wasn't quite sure it was where I wanted to be for the rest of my life, but it was a stable, decent paid job um, that I felt secure in. And um, so when I found out I was pregnant, one of the things I thankfully didn't have to worry about was whether I was going to be able to provide for my child, because this company, um, I believe they did a six month full pay maternity leave, which was amazing. That's a lot more than a lot of companies offer. So I was like, I'm going to be fine. I'm, I'm going to take the full year off. I'll be absolutely fine. Um, and then we went into the new year and at this company, unfortunately, they do make redundancies every so often and it was just something that happened within the business mm -hmm. because you know certain departments would need streamlining and we knew that it was coming to our department but because I wasn't on a huge amount I never I naively never ever ever thought it would be something that would impact me um I thought it'd be you know the managers above me the ones that were on more money than me I didn't really didn't think losing someone who was on 23k a year was going to make that much difference to their books mm. um but they so we knew that redundancies were coming and in the day on the morning where it was happening were you um, were they aware amy of your pregnancy at this point or uh, no they weren't to be fair to them so we um i on the day that i lost my job i was 10 weeks pregnant oh. um so it was the case of I'd funnily enough I'd had a conversation with my best mate the week before saying I didn't know whether I should let them know about the pregnancy um because we knew that the redundancies were coming up and I was just like well should I tell them or should I not and the main reason I wanted to tell them tell them was we had this big conference coming up and I didn't want to be like lifting things because I was pregnant but I didn't but I knew it would be sus if I wasn't carrying chairs and moving objects about and things like that getting ready for this conference so I thought well I really should tell them what's happening and I, I debated whether to let them know or not and I thought well no I'd, I'm you know I'm not ready to tell everybody yet I don't I don't want to let people know so I'll hold off until the 12 week scan as so many people do mm. and um so on the day that it happened I they didn't know um I made sure they knew once they'd handed me the brown envelope I can tell you that no, but, um, yeah. <laughs> they, the um my manager came to get me and he put his hand on my shoulder and he was he was really sweet um, as he sort of took me into the room where they where they talk to you and he said Amy everything will be all right you're great I know you'll be all right and I was just oh, like I looked fuck? at him and I was like you honestly have no idea and I like literally you have no idea because he didn't know I was pregnant but I was like when you realize just what a massive thing this is for me you're going to feel so guilty because it, it it was an added level if I hadn't have been pregnant I would have been able to step straight back into another job but because I was pregnant I I, I really struggled to find any more work so in that moment when they told me that I'd lost my job I was massively like I remember I sort of like I couldn't see straight I was feeling really dizzy um my my mates took me around the corner to go and get a cup of tea and like calm down and make sure I was okay and I remember ringing Luke and just say all I could say to him I think I messaged him on whatsapp because I couldn't get anything out in, a, in an answer machine message and I just said it's me um because I just didn't know how else to word like what the fuck has just happened I've gone into this room and and that's it my my secure job that I thought you know I'm, I'm just going to stick around for this for a while while I have the baby and get things settled it was gone it was all that security oh, was gone God. So. it's scary as well because I suppose you're quite early in your relationship as well and it's like yeah. all that added pressure that you probably felt guilty on Luke but even though it's not your fault but oh god I just yeah because yeah. it's it's just getting another job, isn't it, as well? And actually, that is a long time to be off work, maternity leave, and all the way up to maternity leave. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I started, I 
I remember I took a couple of weeks out. I went, I went home on the day and I, when I rang Luke, I said to him, I just, I don't think I can go back to my flat. Um, cause I have my own one bed flat in Pudsey and I was like, I don't think I can go back because that's where, that's where like I was picturing my future being. That's where I was going to build up my career. That was where I was going to, you know, start living this really great life that I had planned for myself. And suddenly in the space of a month, I'd gone from being single, dating a guy, having fun, going to the football most weekends to, okay, I'm pregnant. I don't know where I'm going to live because I don't, I'm not going to have any money coming in. I don't know what I'm going to do for work. I like, I literally suddenly this future that I'd got mapped out and excited about had just completely gone. So for so many people, it's normally, you know, it's an amazing thing when you get pregnant. It's something to celebrate. It's something to enjoy. But for me, it was just dread. And then this piled on top of it, just, it felt like I'd sort of lost my way. Um, I remember writing about it and I said, it felt like I'd got off the train and like the world, the rest of the world was this train that I'd been kicked off while that train carried on. So it felt like the rest of the world was moving, but I was just sat in a space, not knowing where to turn from that point. It was, it was so overwhelming. So I, um, I went back to my flat. I got my pole dark box set and my uh, my favourite teddy bear. Mm. And I went back to I went to Luke's flat instead. And because I couldn't even go and have a drink. Oh, <laughs> which yeah. Which is the God. worst bit about it. I know. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. There. That is really difficult. I mean, do you think if you had have told them that you were pregnant, they would have been forced almost to keep you? Um, not forced. I know that sounds bad but I mean almost because there's this stigma around making people that are pregnant redundant um what what do you think would have happened well you're legally not allowed to um make women redundant if they're pregnant um but you can sort of not the loophole but the stipulation of that is you can't make them redundant because they're pregnant um so had they known I spoke to my solicitor about it and he he said to me that um, if they had known, we would have had to prove that the reason they chose me was because I was pregnant. But actually, because it was such a there was a lot of us that lost our jobs that day. So because of that, it wasn't a discrimination like there wasn't a case for discrimination. Mm. Um, So it but I know that there are a lot of women that are in that position and are in that position at the moment where they are being singled out for redundancy because they're pregnant. All the, all the moms. Yes. There's, there's a lot exactly. of that about at the moment. Yes. Um, exactly. I, I've seen um, a lot on social media where, you know, obviously schools are closing, mums. It's often, I say it's mums, but it's often mums that have to go and yeah. pick the child up or take time off work. It's not always the case, but that is often the case. And I do think that that is the hardest thing because a lot of companies at the moment are saying they're going to be making people redundant and as a woman and you shouldn't feel like this but as a mum you'd feel like well I'm going to be first because I'm almost more like I'm more of a liability to be off with my children you know yeah yeah agreed absolutely definitely and it I think that people could say there are quite a lot of people who get defensive when you talk about this because they say, Oh no, that's not the case. No one would do that. You're not allowed to do that. Like, Oh, these feminists getting on their high horse about making women redundant because they're women. It's not that it's just the way business works. It's like, well, actually the statistics are proving that this is the case, that it is undeniable fact that more women mums, more mums have lost their job as a result of the pandemic than like than other than non-mums if that makes sense so Mm. they are statistically more likely to lose their job because they are a mum and that is it's ridiculous it's wrong and I think it's really important that it's spoken about because it needs to be challenged this thought that you know just because I'm not in the office nine to five because I've got my boys to pick up doesn't mean I'm not still running a business successfully by myself do you know what I mean like I can still be um the the person that I was work-wise I'm still I actually think I'm more productive now I'm a mum than I was before I had Harry 
for definite because I'm more driven I'm more focused if I actually have time for work I do it <laughs> rather than procrastinating yeah. or you know disappearing off to go get a coffee or just being bored like I used to just be bored so that just meant that I didn't get much done on some days and I, that isn't the case now because if I do have time to sit down and do my work it's so precious to have those hours I make the most of it so it's awful that there is this stigma exactly as you say around working mums because we are seen as just because we put our families first we are seen as lazy Mm -hmm. and not committed to our work but that isn't the case it's just that everybody has a right to a work-life balance whether their whether the life balance is with kids or to go to the football or you know to play sport or to be able to exercise or anything even just being able to take a day off because your mental health is suffering Mm. everybody has a right to be able to do that Mm. and nobody does (laughs) yeah I I actually saw a girl post the other day saying that she was due to get married and during this time of being redundant like redundancies taking place she was so worried because she knows I mean not that it is always like this for everyone it doesn't always run as smoothly but that the the they know that she does want kids after getting married so you know she's worried now that she's going to lose her job because they know her plans for the future and that just really was so sad for me because I just thought why should she she be worried it's like people close to me friends um that are struggling at the moment who are waiting to find out if they've been made redundant a lot of them have said oh it'll be me first because of my mom or because I've not finished growing my family I've only got one child so and I've said I want more it's like oh my goodness it's so sad um because you know as women, I mean, we're just, you know, we're multitaskers. I think women are, um, women and men in their job. I just think it should be, you know, it should be completely fair. And I don't think it is. Um, obviously, nope, as you agreed. said, the statistics show that. Um, yeah. And it's very sad, very sad. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's so much to it, isn't there, with like, um, with gender equality in the workplace. And it is like both you and I are the ones that do the school runs, I believe. I'm not sure whether mm. Danny helps you at all. But mm. um, and <laughs> do you know what? I hate it when I say helps. I get really, really cross when Luke says to me, oh, I wish I could help more. I'm like, it's not helping. It's doing it's, your share. Yeah, you put this sperm <laughs> in me. You, you sort them out. Do you know what I mean? I know, it's like, bloody hell. You'd think he wasn't present in the moment, wouldn't you? Oh, <laughs> oh they do make me laugh. It's like... but I think we do it to ourselves as well though don't we because sometimes if I go out for tea with my friends or when I came and stayed over um, with you we had a sleepover didn't we Um, I was like oh thanks for that and he never expects me to say thanks but I say thanks and then think hold on a minute I let you shag me, you know. <laughs> I, you know, we did it together. We made this baby together. It's not more mine, more more your responsibility. It's both of our responsibility. And I do think, I do think, um, you know, I'm I'm really lucky with Danny that he does, you know, kind of really kind of try and help and stuff but I do always feel like I should say thanks or or like if say for example he's going into work a bit later I say oh would you mind um, just dropping George off or something he never minds but it's like you know it's always on the mum I feel sometimes I don't know what everyone's yeah. everyone's a bit different aren't they everyone's got different relationships yeah. so Definitely. but for me um, I always feel a bit responsible like last night I was up 11 o'clock last night searching for George's PE kit for today. And I was like, what did I do? Did I wash it? Did I do it? Like, I had no idea what I did with it. Anyway, it took me ages to find it. Um, and it, I felt it was on me um, yeah. because I think sometimes um, with us um as women we're very or a lot more organized like um with my husband he's very laid back and he would have found it this morning it would have been absolutely fine but I wouldn't have had a good night's sleep not knowing where that was I'd have been secretly in my head thinking about it throughout the night where is it where is it could it be I don't know could I put it in the bin you know anything is possible in this house but um yeah I think for me it comes down to the um I plan better because I'm worried about all the things that can go wrong. And I think you're right. The blokes tend to be a bit more laid back, but I wonder if that's because they're not usually, and I I know that I'm generalizing here because I know, I mean, when I take Harry to school, there's actually quite a lot of dads that do the drop-offs, which I think is great. Oh, I love that. Um, But the, 
where I I wonder if it's because they're not there. Luke isn't there in the morning when Harry has a meltdown to deal with that on top of trying to find James's socks like I had to this morning, trying to remember what a snack I've got to take in the school, like find his water bottle or whatever. If I don't, if I get it all sorted the night before, then I'm not, if something does go wrong, then I've got the space to deal with it. Whereas, and I think that's because we've had to experience these moments of terror um, (laughs) that we end up trying to avoid it basically whereas the the men maybe don't yeah and I definitely I mean I can't tell you how many times I literally have argued with Luke about the pressure that I feel under because all of the childcare falls on me during the week um because he's a teacher so he has to leave the house at seven and he cannot get back any earlier than like four or five Mm. so there is no way he can do the school pick up and drop off there's the, uh, and in the morning I've got to drop James off in nursery as well mm. so that's horrendous because I have to get him into Pudsey and then bring Harry out to the school that's a bit closer and I've I've been finding the pressure of that too much I can't we're always late <laughs> I'm I'm very rarely get a chance to have some breakfast in the morning because I'm getting everything ready and getting the boys their breakfast and you know they're one and four and they're already arguing with each other like over breakfast and <laughs> <laughs> like winding each other up it's ridiculous oh. so you know it's it's um you have to be like their bodyguards as well don't you and separate you have oh, to yes. you have to look after them on top of all the actual just general jobs and then you've got to add in housework and then you've got to got to add in work on top of all of that and it just becomes so much but because of the way we're we're dealing with the hangover of centuries of women being like second class in the home Mm. because we are we're the one we belong in the home and we are trying to work our way out of that so we're getting hangover of the women of our mum's generation and before that predominantly being the caregivers Mm. we've got the hangover from that so we're trying to work through it but we've still got to deal with all the leftovers from that like for example Luke and I mean, much more than I did when I was working, but he, so he's the main breadwinner. So we literally don't have a choice. We couldn't like split everything 50% because we need his wage to be able to survive. So Mm -hmm. it's got to be me that takes the fall on the childcare. Mm -hmm. And that means I only have three days a week with four hours to be able to get my work. It's 12 hours a week to run a business. It isn't enough. And Mm -hmm it's you know so it's it's me that's holding back it's my career that's been held back for five years since I lost my job it's Mm. you know it's all been a bit slowed down and the women who like you know run these amazingly successful I don't know how you do it you've got so much going on and you still you still just manage to keep going don't you you're incredible well Um, do you know I actually blame my mental health for that to be honest (laughs) with you because I really struggle like just being sounds really weird but I can't ever I don't think I'll ever really do it just sit on the couch and watch tv I just I don't know I have to and I think I just don't like my own company so that's why part of the reason why um it's been as it is is every kind of hour I can um I will really kind of grow the business as much as I can and that's where my focus is mainly to not actually be left alone on my own it's it's quite sad really (laughs) so true Um, but I don't enjoy my own company at all and and that's why um and I'm fully honest with that um because a lot of people like oh can you just sit and watch that and often when I do watch something on Netflix it's while I'm typing something out or while I'm doing something else and it is a bit of a treat but I'm just not interested in watching soaps or I always just think I don't know I just I'm just not really interested in in that really um but everyone's different um and and that's that's true but I, do you know what? Something else as well, like you said, when you said about our mum's generation, and I totally get you in it. And do you know, it's that guilt, isn't it? It's like, I don't mm. know where to place myself. Am I a bad person because I want to work full time and I want to work some weekends? Or I am I a bad person because I, I would ra- yeah. rather do that sometimes? Am I? I don't know. Maybe. No. But then there's also a part of you that thinks, that then is jealous when your child is in childcare or they go to the grandmas and granddads and you're like, <laughs> oh, but I want them. And it's like, God, I can't be two people. <laughs> you know, it is, it's so it's weird. It's a constant state of the grass is greener. 
yeah. if you're working you're thinking oh how much would I love to be with, like like right now um James won't be home till till about half five today so dropping him off in the morning at nursery he absolutely wails his head off and how much would I love for him to be here with me you know pulling up my laptop and sitting in the front room playing watching baby club on CBBS. I'd, I would love to have that little cuddly ball of joy with me all the time but Tilly's with you all the time <laughs> exactly when he is here when he is home I want to sit down and do my work because that's what I'm missing and I actually said to my best mate yesterday I am happiest when I'm working mm. and she laughed at me and she said isn't that a bit sad and I was like well yeah but no because I love doing what I, I am finally in a job that I absolutely love I get to write for a living I get to spend all my life on social media I get to help other people I get to help other mums who are running their own businesses so that I can you know get their stuff out there and help them be a success I get to make a difference and I love that and I'm really enjoying it like feeling confident and feeling like I'm doing something really well because actually I don't feel like I'm doing motherhood very well because I'm yeah. struggling and not very well organized and you know but but then like you say then when you are with them but then when you are working you're thinking oh should I be should I be with the kids more should I I cannot tell you how many times over the last couple of weeks I've said to Luke in fact longer than that but more recently I think I might just have to give up work I think I might just have to stop working because I'm not sure that I can keep this juggle going I don't know if it's sustainable and I know it is but in the moment when you just think, oh, my God, would it just be better for my mental health or my head, for my physical health, if I stop pushing so hard and I just let myself be a stay at home mum? And I think we talked about this before, didn't we? It's absolutely no. Um, I'm not saying anything negative towards stay at home mums because I know That's many mums feel really lucky. <laughs> absolutely, exactly, exactly. We've said it, haven't we? We can yeah, do it. No. I could not be with those boys twenty four seven. They drive no. me potty. Oh, so. I could if I drank. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, no. That, <laughs> I know I, I'm envious a lot of the time of people that can find pure joy in 24-7 of, of children. I mean, I love that. I mean, it's amazing. But I wish I could be more like that. But I just can't. I just... No. No, I need I need a, a focus. I think that's part of um, when you you know with your mental health and stuff. For me, having a clear vision and a clear focus on something that I can control. Um, that helps me I need to be in control of something in my life that's what that's so the only true. way that I can describe yep. it so I'll say uh, to Danny tonight right I'm gonna go on the laptop and I know I'll have a tick list and I'll take it all off and I'm in control I've done that whereas in life you know having another child or you know um you know selling our house and all those yep. kind of things it's out of my control. I can't control it. And I struggle with anything that I can't control. Like my health anxiety, like I worry that I'm going to get cancer. Like, and that yeah. is something that I really struggle with and I'm learning. Um, but that, but what happens then is I, that's another thing that I can't control. So I suppose my mental, my, the thing that brings me back to focus is work and it might be the same for you. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. It all feels, I feel calm when I'm working mm. I mean every so often I get something my flipping laptop I don't know what it's doing at the moment but every so often it just randomly turns itself off so it's like I blow up then but in general there is very rarely something that happens that makes me scream at the top of my lungs and want to just run away and hide mm. but being a mum that probably happens at least once a day yeah <laughs> so it's like you're absolutely right I know that I am more in control of my work yes sometimes it gets a bit overwhelming sometimes I don't get stuff done that I want to sometimes I put myself under too much pressure to deliver but in general I am the one that's in control but when you're a mum the kids are the ones that are in control and I think you've, I think you've hit the nail on the head mm. um and then and obviously the two seep into each other as well don't they when you when you've got the kids that controls how much time you get to spend on your work oh and I know and, it, and I know I shouldn't but I feel jealous like you know when there's like 
you know, um, say for instance, a school closed, it would be me that finishes work, obviously, because I'm flexibly oh, working. Yeah. And it's almost like it wouldn't even be a discussion in our house, which is absolutely yep. fine. I totally get that. Um, we're in two totally different situations, but I'm jealous. Like during yeah. the lockdown, um, during lockdown, when Danny was like coming downstairs or when he was coming back from work, when he did get to work there, I was like, you know, I had a face of thunder by the end of the day. I was just like, oh, God damn, you lose your child. When Luke rings me to say, like, tonight he's got to go to Asda on the way home from work because we couldn't we didn't get a delivery slot booked in time so um which I'm really cross with him about but anyway (laughs) it's another thing that us mums have to organize (laughs) but um the on his uh, he's got to stop at Asda on the way home from work which is fine we need the food and I'd much rather he did it than I have to go out to the shops but in my head I'm absolutely seething that I'm gonna have to look like be at home for longer with with the kids because he's going to have to spend an hour in the supermarket like I'm really cross that I've ended Uh. up with this and I think you're right that's the thing you end up resenting the fact that so if um we're in a situation where if Harry has to isolate Luke does as well because he's a teacher but if we have to deal with something like taking Harry to the hospital last week it has to be me it absolutely has to be now part of me thinks well that's why I wanted to be a freelancer that's why I went self-employed is because I wanted the flexible working hours Mm. so that I could be the one to pick him up so that I would be able to do hospital appointments so that you know before he started school we were able to have Fridays doing nice things together because I was able to do flexible working but I really 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 resent the fact that actually I'm I'm never going to be the one that gets to go off and earn the, you know, and earn the wage packet. I'm I'm never going to be the one that goes and has this secure job that I'm doing well in. Although to be fair, I think I'm doing pretty well at my own job. But it's um, it's it makes you resentful that you've got to do the balance, but they don't. Their lives mm. never really changed all that much. No, because they're still going out to work. They've still got the weekends off. They've you know they're, they're doing different things at the weekend it's not pub it's not yeah. pub every night anymore it's looking after because you've got to get up for the kids or whatever it's but they their lives haven't changed whereas mine is absolutely unrecognizable compared to what it was just five years ago yeah. and I find that really I found it hard to like adapt to being a mum and part of that is because I'm really cross that Luke hasn't had to adapt at all I know (laughs) and I'm being harsh I know I am (laughs) do you know Amy the thing is us I know what we would be like and if we did if we were in their shoes and they were at home we'd be jealous because we'd be wanting to spend time with our children you just can't wink can you (laughs) it's like uh, I want that today it's like I just want to duplicate myself and I've said this loads of times I want to be there there you know like Sabrina the teenage witch when she used to just like click fingers <laughs> and she'd just be in that moment then in another moment that's what I want to be I want to be everyone <laughs> and everything and successful at everything I want to have washing done ironing done a tidy house food on the table a successful business and a great mum <laughs> yeah but it's not going to happen unfortunately we need um we need Hermione's time turner don't we where mm. she like she, she was able she went to like one lesson and then she turned back time so she could go and do another lesson so she didn't miss any of her lessons at school and she was able to do like all the subjects because she had a time turner that's what we need so that we could like you know do the school run but then go back an hour so that I've got another hour to do my work not do the school run I want to do the school run but if you're doing it I want to do it so it's like Daniel take George to school and I think oh I feel guilty not taking you I should have taken you yeah and then when it's... I'm taking him to school, I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's what it comes down to. It is all the mum guilt. And I really, really hope that our generation of mums, we can be the ones to just eradicate this mum guilt. If you want to be a stay at home mum, you do it. Fair play to you. If you want to go to work full time and put them in nursery, you do it. You know, fair play to you. If you want to do a mixture of both like we are, like, we shouldn't be sat here thinking, no, actually, my duty is to be 
a mum and be at home and you know look after the house and have dinner ready on the table and never cook poor old Luke (laughs) but there's you know there's all these things that these expectations that we put on ourselves but actually we're the only ones expecting ourselves to do this and we've got to stop making ourselves feel so guilty I know I know it's madness isn't it and a lot of the time no one even would think bad of you like I suppose for me I often speak out and say like oh this happened today and then I think oh god maybe I'm making myself look terrible but then I realize oh well other people probably do the same but just don't talk about it about it and stuff and it is just it's just you know it's okay when it doesn't go perfect I suppose and and when we're back to the redundancy side of things and you know I I know quite a few people that it similar situation to you Amy that got made redundant and have made incredible um incredible careers out running their own business um and they're glad they look back and they think oh thank god because I, I I um I didn't get made redundant but where I used to work I didn't fit in at all um I mean some of them might be listening to this nodding their head it was an accountant's firm (laughs) and I literally two had two I have to like really think about um I don't know how I passed the exams just pure dedication do you know why I passed the exams actually it was because my uh, a friend of mine her mum actually laughed in my face and said you will never be an accountant and, oh <laughs> and it's, it's a bit no but I, I get it you know at this I'm not academically very bright um and I think um her saying that actually did me a huge favor because I made sure that you know I was failing exams I was thinking every time I was failing thinking should I give up I would just see that and I or I'd hear that and I think no and anyway it ended up um I ended up doing it but when I went to the office and stuff I just found it's very it's almost like it just didn't suit me as a person that is all really um and I had every intention of going back um right up to um launching the my bumped baby blog and and everything and then I just thought you know what no I'm not doing it I'm working flexibly and I've never really looked back I love it yeah yeah definitely I know um when it happened to me a lot of people did say to me you'll look back in 10 years time and this will be the turning point for you this will be the best thing that's ever happened to you at the time you don't want to hear it and because you just want to be cross and you want to I still hold a lot of anger towards the company that made me redundant they make me really every time I see them like advertised anywhere or anything I'm just like I or if I see somebody wearing one of the lanyards that we used to wear at the office I'm like (laughs) I get really I get really ranty but um so at the time when you've lost your job and you're in this like scary moment of not knowing what's going to happen next you don't want to hear oh it's all going to be okay but they are right. It it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me focus on what I really, really wanted to do. And it made me reach out. It made me like, it made me redirect my career. Um, and actually, so over the summer with the pandemic, I lost, lost the clients that I had over maternity leave. Um, and so I had to completely start from scratch. And again, having to start from the beginning it gave me the chance to just sit down and do a proper business plan and work out exactly what it is I want to do and I think that's the thing that redundancy does allow if you once you're okay and once you're less like less frantic about it using it as an excuse to focus in on yourself and do what you really 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 want to do with your life rather than you know getting a job because it pays the bills and having like having to do what everybody else wants to do for you and having to make money for this business rather than for yourself if that makes sense you can focus on exactly what you want to do because actually I think we all start out in life not everybody does to be fair but a lot of us start out in life with these really wonderful ideas of what they want to do and you know a career dream career in our heads and we lose it somewhere along the way we lose it because you you have to get a job to pay the bills you have to you have to go with whatever is out there don't you Mm. the number of times I've applied for just anything and everything on indeed or whatever just to see what I can get um redundancy does give you the opportunity in a lot of cases not every case but it it gives you the opportunity to actually say right I'm going to take a step back here and I'm going to read it I'm going to 
push my career in the way that I wanted it to be when I lost all my work at the beginning of the summer I was like right I want to focus on the content planning that I know I'm really good at because that's what I really enjoy and I want to focus on the writing I want to be writing blogs I want to be writing you know for newspapers or whatever and and I was able to put myself first and again that comes back to like I think we we very often will try and do what our bosses want of us or the companies we work for rather than focusing on actually what am I really good at and what can I bring to them so that's what redundancy gave me the opportunity to do was to say right actually I've been wanting to do PR like most of my life because originally I trained as a journalist you see so that that's always been like at the heart of everything I want to do Mm. and it was like right okay I'm I'm wasting this amazing master's degree that I had because I'm not doing anything to do with journalism so I sat down and I was like right what do I want to do and I just thought yeah actually I spent my whole life on my phone on social media I may as well make some money out of it and and it worked because it was something that I was passionate about and I'm so much more productive in this in this job probably because it's my own business and I need it to make money but um like enough money for me to live anyway but the it's something I really care about I'm doing something I really enjoy and I'm good at it because I'm using the skills that I have rather than like doing what everybody else wants me to do like but in my old job I always end up, ended up doing the spreadsheets and the crappy admin and all of that and I'm terrible at that stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. now I don't have to so it's like because I'm focusing on the thing that I actually am yeah. good at yeah it, it's funny actually because um when I was listening to you talk then I was thinking back um to when you leave school I mean 16 I just wanted to be Britney Spears at 16 I don't know about <laughs> you I still do when I've had a drink and I'm in a karaoke bar um, but I mean I think you know you have all these visions and and stuff like that and then you leave school at 16 I mean who knows what they want to do at 16 um and then I went to college and then I still didn't know what I wanted to do I just wanted to be on TV that's what <laughs> that's all I wanted to do um and then um you know and then your parents you know say to you right you need to get a job you need to start earning yeah. and you just almost railroaded into this job that you don't yeah. actually know if you want to do when I worked at a bank and I loved it I actually loved it actually it was great um yeah. and I worked there for for years and I was always a bit in sales because my exam results never kind of took me to uni or even college I wasn't you know I wasn't really very academic and I was always in the sales side of things so, so um and then it's funny because once I'd had George, I think there's been a real change. And a few years ago, if you think back to when we started our careers, this job that we are both in now did would not have existed, you know. No. So we are yeah. so lucky that actually these type of jobs, the work from home opportunities is actually a massive thing now. You know, you yeah. can have side hustles, you can be online, you can sell things online, you can do anything. Um, yeah. And, and you know, and I just think to myself, thank God I was born when I was born. And that sounds yeah. ridiculous, but I, if I was 20 years older, 30 years older, I don't know what I'd be doing because this job that I'm doing now with my bump to baby, it suits me. It's my dream job. It's actually my dream job. Yeah. Um, but that's only been allowed, allowed now because obviously we're online. Everyone's, you know, the way the world's changed and it's strange. Um, so, yeah. so this is the perfect time um, for change. So if, if anyone's listened to this and they're, they're worried about redundancies or, you know, or, you know, you, you worried that you not, may not be in the right career or, you know, think about it. You've got so much opportunity out there at the moment and it's an amazing time to start working for yourself, isn't it, Amy? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And it is, it's daunting because, you know, people don't have the money to spend, but honestly, there are a lot of companies who are turning because of redundancies. There are a lot of companies who are having to turn to freelancers and self-employed people to bridge the gaps. And they are honing in on the people who have the skills they need rather than because they've had to get rid of the full time, as if that makes sense. So it's much more specific jobs. And I think the knee jerk reaction, the understandable knee jerk reaction when you lose your job is to get straight out there, get on the jobs websites. But that's, crazy at the moment because that funnily enough there was a job that I went for recently um and 
I think the lady that advertised it was expecting, you know, a few applications, maybe 20. She got 125 people. This is for a, a small company local to where I am. They never would have expected that many applications. Wow. The competition at the moment for jobs is nuts. So for me, it definitely seems like a really good opportunity to get yourself out there and and work for yourself use the skills if you've worked in marketing can you do it freelance can you start to build up a client base of your own to be working with different people rather than having you know trying competing to get into a massive company um which is where i think we naturally gravitate to but it's not necessarily particularly for those of us who've got kids it's not necessarily the best way to go i know um, i think it's security amy i think yeah. um i think our parents as well have drummed it into us so much because that's all that was known years ago and it's like oh get into go go to college go to uni get a degree um go into a corporate business get a pension retire die you know <laughs> pay tax Definitely. um and and that that, that's what we're you know in our head we've been drummed into it drummed into it and now people that are looking for other options I mean there's a people in my family that don't still do not understand what I do um yeah. there's probably a lot of people listening thinking I don't know what she does she talks a lot I don't actually know what I do but there's a lot of people out there that do not know what what yeah. we do because they're not you know that it's it's a if you're not familiar with the online world it is a bit of a like what that doesn't yeah. make sense you should have to go to uni it's like at the moment you know George he was like mummy I mean I don't know why he's saying that mummy will I go to uni I said well yeah if you want to work for someone else you could but you can also actually get some amazing skills at uni to work for yourself you know yeah. um, absolutely and you don't even have to go to uni either which is the beauty you know it's, it's I would have never lasted two minutes at uni I would have never gone to a class it doesn't suit me I would have ended <laughs> up hungover every day and I I just know um uni is not for my t personality type but oh, babe I I I don't know what my official attendance was for my degree but I I didn't I did most of it for my bed I didn't go to any lectures did you not? My, my parents oh. I think my parents are really crossing me for it but I, I just didn't I actually struggled struggled with the social side of it in terms of like going to lectures because I didn't know with anyone but mm. um you're absolutely right um I spent I spent three years hungover but I got so much out of it I really and even though I'm not doing what I originally planned to do both the, the degree and the masters that I did both of those were are now like things that come in useful the skills that I learned are things that come in useful so um but the point I was going to make was that actually on the other side of that the more specific stuff like learning how to run social media channels I've done that on my own like mm -hmm. I've done online courses I've joined groups I've you know I've, I've done it out of experience trial and error running people's accounts for the last four years that's that's how I've done it and that's how so many of us have got to where we are is mm. from giving it a try and learning how to make it better and we're constantly learning aren't we we're constantly changing what we're doing we're constantly developing ourselves like professionally because you've got to to be able to keep up with everything that's going on it, like the online world changes so often doesn't it with mm. Instagram and in, you know introduces something new like reels or the algorithm changes again or SEO has an update on how yeah. to do SEO or whatever and it, it's all constantly changing so you can go to uni but then five years later it's like I graduated um I had a Facebook memory come up and I started my master's 13 years ago wow and the stuff that I did then like the even even the things that we use to record interviews they don't use that anymore wow. like I think they just do it all on their phones so it's everything has changed so um it can feel daunting to set up your own business or set out self-employed but everybody that does it is in the same position we are all constantly changing we're all constantly needing yes. more experience you know everyone's in the same position but also everybody's really supportive yes. I find that like in a full-time job it was really competitive but being 
um, out here on my own people are so much more supportive and we want to big each other up and we want to help each other be a success if I see you like release another podcast that goes down really well or release a new product I'm you know I'm there I'm wanting to shout about it I'm wanting to like I'm wanting you to do well and I think that's the difference um you know with with working for yourself you do get those plus sides to it as well yeah yeah and it's like it is like that it is i i agree with you there and i just think for me i mean for me personally i just think it's just about um in the future what i want to do with george um is just encourage him to be whoever he wants to be there's no yeah. You know, there's no kind of, oh, you have to go down this process. You have to kind of do this, do that, do that, get married, have kids, because life doesn't happen like that. You just be, if you want to travel the world and, you know, work, you know, from a yacht or sounds bloody great, yeah. that, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> there's no rules. And I'm trying not to just do that because I think as children, um, I, you know, my parents did get married, then they had children and it was just very much like that. And it, I suppose we all think that that's just the way it has to go. We, oh, we'll be yeah. in that job, right? We'll go to college, go to uni, be in that job, then be in that job till we retire. And then, you know, but I just think, well, do you know what? P- things change. Like you said, Amy, things change. You change as a person. I couldn't have done this yeah. job, you know, 20 years ago. God, how old am I? Oh no, I was only 13. I definitely couldn't have. Um, but um, but I couldn't have done this job 10 years ago or 15 years yeah. ago. But it's only, you know, the world changes and it evolves. And, and you know, there's there's always room to start something, even on the side. Um, yeah. There's so many amazing um, side hustles out there that you can do um, as yeah. well. Obviously, My Bump Debate, we has an opportunity for that. I'll just put that out there. But, <laughs> Great plug. Yeah, I didn't mean what a to do smooth that. plug that was! No, I didn't actually mean to do that. But then I, I thought, oh well, may as well. But you know, there, there's something for everyone out there, and yeah. um, and that's it. But Amy, um, a little bit. Um, I know we're conscious of time. But I know we've both got to go and do the school run soon, haven't we? <laughs> a little bit about what you're doing now. Then, obviously, we've spoke about it a little bit. But where can people find you? Um, so if you I'm on social media under my mum uh, under mum full of dreams um, and if you search content planning wizard if you do hashtag content planning wizard you should if my social media has been done correctly um, you should be able to find my posts I'm on Instagram Twitter um, and you can find me on Facebook under Amy Downs and also LinkedIn um, because I when I had to sort of restart the business over the summer I had a big old brainstorm with with you didn't I and, and yeah. had to think about what it is I could offer we've, we've written a list of all the different services I could offer and I've set about sort of creating those services now and promoting them and um, we had a bit of a light bulb moment when we were a, a bottle down of Prosecco didn't we where mm. I decided to call myself the content planning wizard um, with the tagline of I wave a magic I'm helping you wave a magic wand over your social media pages so um my goal is to help other mums in business because I know that we are so pushed for time at the moment. And I know that social media is one of those things that you sort of, you do when you remember and it can, it adds pressure because you've got to remember to post. You've got to keep showing up. You've got to, you know, you've got to post something on Instagram, even when you can't be asked and it's hard work. And I've picked up so much over the last four years in terms of, you know, little tricks of the trade and things to do to make content planning for social media a bit easier um, and I want to help other mums do it, do that now. So I have um, a power hour where I sit and I talk you through your business um, and we talk through the things that are holding you back from posting, the things that are stopping you from being a success on social media, the things that are making you dread having to show up. Um, we talk through it and we talk through sort of like ways to solve those problems um, we brainstorm ideas for posts so I did a power hour with a lady a little while ago and um, we came up with 25 ideas for posts um, just within like 15 minutes because we just sat down and we brainstormed loads of ideas things she could share so there she's got a post a day for a month do you know what I mean so that's my goal um, is, is to send mums away once they've spoken to me feeling a lot more confident about their social media and we'll pull together a bit of a content plan as well I've got a content planning document that I share with anybody who comes on my power hour um 
just to make it a bit easier so we get those ideas and we put them into a plan and then you can go away and schedule them um and it just means that that you know on these massive to-do lists that we've got when we're trying to get this work-life balance when we're trying to be successful working mums i want to make social media the one that you can just tick off really quickly and not the one that like hangs over your head all the time because like we've been saying that's how I can use my skills to help other people I think and, and it's what I love doing as well so I have a, I do have a few clients that I literally do all their social media for them and I love it I love thinking of different ideas I love trying to work out ways to increase their reach and build their followers and I just really enjoy being on social media so I figured you know what if you're a mum who hates having to go on social media all the time why not get me to do it instead so you don't have to <laughs> love that love that so Amy <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your experience today um it's you know if anyone wants to speak a to Amy about redundancies or Amy's got you've got a few contacts haven't you Amy um that you've used before yeah absolutely please please do feel free if you're going through it or you're worried you are going to be going through it please do um contact me if you are and I'd, I'd be happy just you know even if you just want someone to chat to you to have a bit of a rant about it or just to like oh my god what do I do next I've, I've been there I will listen and I will not tell you just to pull yourself together because I know how hard it is <laughs> mm. um but I would one of the companies that I really love um charity actually that I really love following is um pregnant and screwed so I would highly recommend recommend if you're in the same position that I was and you've been made redundant while you're pregnant definitely definitely contact them they have a free um legal helpline um which and they're just generally really reassuring they're amazing they've been petitioning for um various sort of uh, mum's issues during the pandemic and thing they're, they're really great but I think sometimes you just need someone who's been there and experienced it as well and and I, come I out the other side a positive exactly. story yeah and that, and that's why I wanted to share this today is because I want to reassure people that actually you can make something good out of this and that it isn't it isn't going to last forever this horrible scared feeling that you've got at the moment it isn't forever um you're allowed to sulk you're allowed to be upset and angry for now but don't feel like your world is over because there, Could there be are just beginning. Ways exactly i love that i love that <laughs> amy and also something else that um we we didn't touch on which i think is important is your mental health did did oh, yeah. take a bit of um a, a bad turn didn't it after after that i just think it's important to mention that yeah i think i think you're right actually um so i was diagnosed with postnatal depression once i'd had harry it was quite a late diagnosis i didn't get diagnosed until 18 months because i think i just kept going and i just thought it was normal and um and when i spoke to i i was seeing a therapist for 12 weeks and when i spoke to her about it a lot of the time was spent talking about the redundancy how it completely ruined my confidence um when I returned to work, I was constantly questioning everything that I was doing. I was feeling like I wasn't good enough. Like on top of the horrible working mum balance, there was also just a lack of confidence in myself because being made redundant, I was constantly thinking it was because I wasn't good enough and because they'd probably been wanting to get rid of me for ages because I was rubbish and, you know, I was never ever going to be able to have a proper job because I just wasn't good enough for any of it. And um, so that we my therapist described it as basically it was like um ptsd so it, what i'd been through that day when i was made redundant and then all the feelings i'd had after it it was a trauma and that was what contributed definitely towards me having postnatal depression because it just it left me feeling like i wasn't good enough to be a worker and i wasn't good enough to be a mum either um so it completely definitely had a massive impact on my mental health and and did for a long time because like I say when I then got back to work I didn't have the get up and go I didn't have the, the confidence in myself to be able to be a success it's taken a lot of like shifting mindset um, and dealing with anxiety brought on by the redundancy to make help me get to the position where I am now 
So yeah, you're absolutely right. I definitely think that that's something else that's worth, particularly if you're pregnant and you've been made redundant, or if you have little ones, please reach out to your midwife because they will have support. There's perinatal midwives um, who actually were really supportive with me through through my pregnancy with James. They will be there to help you through it. Um, you know one of the one of the there's not many perks being pregnant but one of them is that if you're struggling with your mental health you will get prioritized for support so do reach out if you've been made redundant make sure that you're looking after that side of yourself as well as your financial side Mm, Um, because you're absolutely right to raise that thank you no no that's great I know uh, we kind of just we just go off on one don't we Amy (laughs) (laughs) Um, so so thanks so much for coming on Amy and we'll put all Amy's links in the show notes as well as the charity link as well um, so everyone's got that so thank you so much thank you lovely I've really enjoyed talking to you I'm really grateful for the chance to share my story thanks Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. My aim is to support free chat around motherhoods, uncensored, unhinged and unapologetic mum chats. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about it. The more listeners we get, the more subscribers we get, the more chance we've got of getting series three done. So, I look forward to speaking to you next time and keep your eyes peeled on our social pages to find out who our next guest is. I'm sure you will love it. We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you, the ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59, or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today.